You're listening to the Slow Brew Sunday podcast, the show that encourages you to take things slow, one cup at a time. I'm your host, Jules Acri, and I'm here to help you ease into your week with your Sunday cup of encouragement, intentional shifts, and mindful productivity tips. So grab your favorite mug, take a deep breath, and let's slow brew together. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Slow Brew Sunday. I'm currently sitting here enjoying a matcha latte, of course. It's the most vibrant green matcha. It's from the brand Ipoto, and it smells amazing. I just opened a brand new package this morning. I get super excited when it's time to open a new matcha, and, you know, it's the small things. I always change it up with my milks that I use, but today I'm using Three Trees Almond Milk. It's Asian-owned, and it is so delicious, super simple ingredients. For my body, it's a good thing to change things up because I do have a peanut allergy. It's not super severe, but it is an allergy nonetheless and causes inflammation in my body, so I just get a little uneasy if I'm consuming too much of the same type of nut milk. So almond milk it is this week, and I'm actually really enjoying it. Anyways. Before we dive into today's episode, I do want to take a moment to say thank you so much for all the love and support we've received after our first episode. Your super sweet messages and reviews have been so uplifting and encouraging. I'm just so grateful to each and every one of you who has tuned in so far. I don't think I've been this excited about a project since maybe launching my YouTube channel a couple years ago. Back then, I remember feeling quite similarly to how I feel right now, which is a complete beginner. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm kind of just winging it, but I'm having so much fun in the process. And I feel like that's really been the theme for my life these past couple of months. It's truly been to follow the fun. It's vulnerable being new at something, yet it's a really exciting place to be in. And any feedback and encouraging words you share truly means so much to me. So thank you. While I feel like a total noob as a podcast host, I also really enjoy this feeling. It's still so funny to me how I went from literally thinking I would never have a podcast to now thinking, why didn't I try this sooner? It's also so fun listening to your voice notes that you've sent in. If you'd like to be featured in an upcoming episode, I would love to have you, so be sure to check out the show notes for more details. Alrighty, in today's episode, we're tackling a challenge that I know all too well, and I suspect many of you do too, and that is chronically overbooking ourselves. If you struggle with saying no, people-pleasing, or adding too much to your plate, then you are in the right place and you're in good company. We'll explore the cycle of overbooking and offloading understand why we fall into it and how we can break free with a simple yet very powerful tool, the power of pause. Trust me, out of all the tips, tricks, and hacks out there, this simple yet often forgotten concept might actually be the one thing that'll stick with you the most. It certainly has for me, and I'll also share some super clear, super tangible prompts to help you next time you're feeling overwhelmed. All right, let me paint the picture. Maybe this feels familiar. Your calendar's crammed with commitments. You've said yes to everything, work, friends, family. And then comes that gut-wrenching feeling of being overwhelmed. And boom, you find yourself in an anxious spiral, canceling plans last minute, offloading tasks, feeling guilty, and then repeating the cycle. It's really exhausting. The overbooking and offloading cycle is one that I'm very familiar with. I get excited. I say yes. 
I also might be in my follicular phase and feeling on top of a world. You know that meme that says I regret the plans I made while I was feeling extroverted? Calling myself out, that is totally me. That happens to me a lot. And also there's times when I feel like I can't say no because I feel like I owe it to that person or if it's a friend asking for a favor. Of course, I want to be a good friend, but a good friend also wouldn't want you to take on something that leaves you feeling stressed. So how do we break free from the cycle? How do we get to the point where we don't need to offload in the first place? Enter the permission to pause. Rather than seeking a new productivity app or paying for a time management course or a coach, have you first tried pausing before you rush into saying yes or signing up for yet another task? We can give ourselves permission to take a pause, to breathe, to ponder on it for a second. We live in this world that is obsessed with instant gratification and speedy responses. And so we often forget that we have the right to slow down. I want to tell you this because it's okay to take your time. Let me tell you about a time I really wish I had paused before saying yes. Not too long ago, I was asked to be a part of an event. I was traveling in Seoul, South Korea at the time. So when I received the email, I didn't read it closely enough. I was just super excited about the opportunity and I wanted to say yes and lock it in. In my mind, I thought I was saying yes to attending the event and creating a video about it, but it wasn't until I got back from Korea that I discovered I wasn't just attending the event, I was actually meant to host a workshop and be a part of the event's programming. At this point, I was a week out from the event, and on top of that, I was so jet-lagged. I was coming back from a month-long trip. Best trip ever, might I add. So I had a multitude of catch-ups with friends planned and commitments I'd agreed to during my vacation bliss era. In hindsight, it was so clear that I wasn't in the right mindset when I said yes to all these things. And I learned the very valuable lesson of giving myself buffer after travel. But at the time, all I could do was scramble to prepare for this workshop I was now responsible for. I found myself canceling all after work plans. I hit pause on my social life just to manage the preparation and the anxiety I had around the event. In the end, the event turned out to be a wonderful experience. It was a beautiful event to be a part of. The workshop went super well, but the whole situation and the energy leading up to it really taught me that I need to pause before saying yes. I need to assess if the opportunity aligns with my current bandwidth, and I also need to understand whether the timeline was realistic. I'm heading back to Seoul with my Oma next month, and rest assured I will not be making the same mistake twice. I'm already 10 steps ahead with spacing out my commitments and I won't be agreeing to any work opportunities while I'm there unless I'm in a place to fully digest what I'm potentially agreeing to. The thing is, the act of pausing doesn't only help in managing our time and energy, it can also lead to self-discovery because when we pause, we make room for our thoughts, feelings, and our instincts to come forward. We're not machines, we have emotional and physical limits and honoring these limits does take strength and it takes boundaries and inner trust. Before we continue, I want to take a moment to share something that I think you will love. That's right, this is a mini ad break sponsored by me. If you're someone who's looking for a digital system to help organize your goals, then you'll love Design Your Year. This is my Notion template pack I designed to help you dream, plan, create, and take action on your ideas all in one digital and dynamic platform. It's beautiful, it's intuitive, 
It's Notion, and over 5,000 people have used our template to go after their dreams too. You don't have to wait for a new year to start creating a life you're excited about. If you want to learn more about this template, head to julesacree.com slash design your year. I will also have it linked in the show notes. So what about when things feel urgent and you feel like, oh, I really need to hurry up and get back to this person's request? Well, urgency is subjective, you know? It can be tough to figure out what's really important these days because people in our inboxes act like everything needs to be done ASAP, everything is time sensitive. But what is truly urgent? If someone comes to you with a task that they're dying to check off their list, it may be super important to them, but it might not necessarily require urgency on your part. Just because you've opened an email, does that mean you're obligated to reply immediately? No. It's totally acceptable to say, hey, just letting you know I got the email. I'll get back to you soon. Buy yourself a little bit of time. I put this into practice quite a bit these days. And actually, if you're a business owner, I do this myself, I recommend putting on a email autoresponder. Mine says that my inbox is monitored weekly, but for quicker attention, see below and I direct them to other people on the team that might be able to answer their question sooner than I am. I'm all about managing expectations, and having this autoresponder has definitely helped with that. I know not everybody's able to put this message up, but if you are a business owner and you're able to, I definitely recommend it. Or maybe it's not an email, but you're having a coffee date with someone and they ask you about a collaboration right there on the spot. This one used to get me because There's this feeling of guilt when we say no, especially if it's to someone's face. It's really difficult, and I struggle with this a lot. But at the end of the day, it's impossible to meet every request, do everything, be everything for everyone. And we don't want to be that way because that's just diluting our energy and what we could potentially be showing up for more fully that we're actually excited and ready to take on. That's a tough pill to swallow sometimes, but I've learned in these situations It's perfectly fine to say, hey, what a great opportunity. Thanks for thinking of me. I'm going to take some time to think on it and I'll get back to you over email. Actually, when I've been on the other side and I've had people tell me that they need some time to think on it, I really respect that person and it makes me feel like the request I have is being handled with care and that if they do agree to take on the project, they're going to hold up their side of things because they took some time to make sure they have the bandwidth and my time is being respected as well. The more we can see examples of other people putting boundaries in place, pausing, being more thoughtful with their decisions when presented with the request, it's inspiring for other people to see and hopefully it has some kind of ripple effect. So yeah, urgency is subjective and I think we can all Try to put more of these pauses into practice and just start to normalize the act of pausing and how we can even respect other people's pauses being put into practice. When I started to put pause into practice, I like saying that, pause into practice, I noticed an immediate shift. I am way more in control of my time, my energy, and most importantly, my peace of mind. When I hit pause, I'm able to reassess and recognize my patterns of overcommitment. It was a bit like shining a light on a part of me that I'd been ignoring for a long time or pushing down for a while. I realized through analyzing my own patterns that oftentimes when I didn't pause or was too quick to say yes, I was either A, operating from a place of scarcity, thinking, 
oh, if I don't jump on this, I'm going to miss out, or B, operating from a place of obligation, thinking, well, there's no way I can say no. I, I have to do this. Spoiler alert, we always have a choice. Or C, probably the trickiest one of all, is operating from a place of joy and abundance, which is a wonderful place to be in. But if you're not being realistic with your time, if your head is in the clouds and everything sounds fun, you want to do it all, you're setting yourself up for burnout and you're going to crash later. We might often find ourselves overbooked and overwhelmed because we're moving a bit too fast. We're in autopilot mode and we don't slow down to tune into how we're feeling. I want to dissect the autopilot mode and the slowing down and the tuning in because I'm a recovering people pleaser myself. Saying no is tough for me, has always been tough for me for as long as I can remember, especially in the workplace. And sometimes I still catch myself bending over backwards, especially when it comes to a cause or a person I care deeply about. But sometimes saying no is the most compassionate thing we can do for ourselves and for others. And it's better to be honest about our limitations than to overcommit, overstretch ourselves, and then eventually cancel and let people down. So for me, this is what I've been working on the most over the past couple of years. I've realized that if I'm going to end up canceling or backing out last minute, I was better off not accepting the opportunity in the first place. I don't want to seem flaky. And so I've been working on my flakiness. I've been working on my offloading my last minute bailouts when it comes to work and when it comes to social plans. It can be difficult, especially if you struggle with social anxiety. And this can probably be a separate conversation on a future episode. Let me know if you're interested in diving more into it. But I think that it's so much better to be realistic about your bandwidth, whether in your calendar or in your emotional capacity, and taking time to be intentional to check in with yourself before adding another to-do on your list. So by simply pausing, that might be just what you need to stop the cycle of overbooking and offloading. All right, so next time an opportunity or a task comes knocking at your door, what should you do? Here's where we can really use the power of pause. I'm going to share with you some questions that I personally like to run through, and these have been immensely helpful for me to avoid taking on things that I have no business taking on. If you want to pause this episode and grab a pen and paper to write down these questions or pull out the notes app on your phone, you can jot these things down so that next time you can use them. They're also listed in the show notes. Number one, do I have enough time for this? Let's be honest. Do you really have the time or are you just trying to squeeze it into your already jam-packed schedule? Consider how much time this new task or commitment will take, as well as how much time you currently have available. Be realistic with yourself and your schedule. Number two, am I equipped to handle this right now? Do a little check-in of your current state, physically, emotionally, mentally. Is this the right time to add another commitment? Consider whether you have the emotional energy and capacity to take on something new and whether you're already feeling stretched then. Number three, Will this bring me joy, fulfillment, or even personal or professional growth? You can consider whether the new task or opportunity aligns with your values, your goals, your interests. For me, I'm trying to get better at public speaking. So when I have an opportunity to practice that or host something, I typically will try to say yes if it works with my schedule because that's a new opportunity for me to grow and challenge myself. So if you have an opportunity in front of you and you think it will bring you happiness or a sense of accomplishment for a skill you're trying to develop, 
then maybe that's the right time to say yes. But if it doesn't really feel aligned with those values or interests, then maybe it's a no. Number four, is this a one-time commitment or a recurring one? One-offs can be easy to manage, but recurring tasks, these can seriously strain your schedule. So consider whether the new commitment is a one-time thing or a recurring obligation. And if it's the latter, will you be able to sustain it long-term? The goal is to not take on something that you end up flaking out last minute or backing out of or feel like you're in a spiral trying to get it all done. Number five, am I saying yes out of guilt or obligation? This is a big one. Make sure you're not just agreeing out of external pressure. Consider whether you're saying yes because you genuinely want to or because you feel like you should. Number six, what happens if I say no? It's okay to imagine the worst case scenario. Often it's not as bad as we think, so consider what might happen if you decline this opportunity or task. Will you miss out on something important? Will you disappoint someone? More often than not, you'll say no, it'll be okay, and you move on. Lastly, number seven, what would I need to sacrifice if I say yes? Adding something new to your plate means something might have to give, so what will it be? Consider what you might need to give up or postpone in order to make room for the new commitment, and will it be worth it? By taking a moment to pause and ask yourself these questions, you can make more intentional choices and avoid overbooking yourself. So remember to keep the power of pause in your back pocket, and let's see you put it into action this week. Whatever day you're listening to this, it's never too late to start fresh. Tomorrow is a brand new day. All right, my friends, thank you for tuning in for yet another episode of Slow Brew Sunday. If you've enjoyed listening, I'd so appreciate it if you would rate and review this podcast. Let me know what you're enjoying so far. And if you have ideas and things you'd like to listen to in future episodes, please let me know. Make sure to subscribe to Slow Brew Sunday wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. And if you want to continue the conversation, connect with me on Instagram and YouTube at Jules Acree. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this podcast helps you ease into your week and leaves you feeling good, inspired, and ready to tackle whatever comes your way. Bye, friends.